Hi there. Welcome to Two Dirty Hippies podcast. I'm your host, Melanie. I am doing a solo podcast today because Trevor is out of town for work. He gave me the green light to go ahead and record this episode without him. So that kind of sucks, but it'll be okay. Um, Today we're going to be talking about, I guess I'm telling the story rather, of the time that we took our converted school bus and moved down to Tucson, Arizona, and kind of some stuff that we've never shared on social media before. So if you're feeling a little nosy, let's go ahead and jump on in. (laughs) We moved down to the Southwest in September 2019. We needed to go somewhere warm because we were ready to go ahead and embark on like living in the school bus that we had converted full time and where we're from it it does freeze and there's no way we could live in the schoolie in freezing temperatures because our external storage was where we had kept our water tank for all of our fresh water and that definitely would have froze in one freezing day so we decided to move to the southwest and I had my heart set on Tucson because I had heard a lot of really awesome things about that town but I had never been before but I had gone to Phoenix a number of times and I liked the proximity to Phoenix and um, I was able to transfer down there because I worked at the airport so um, they had the same company that I worked for at the Tucson airport which actually worked out and uh, was an interesting experience because it gets hot down there but um So we moved down there and I had gotten everything set up with a RV resort. It's a snowbird city, so there's a ton of RV resorts to choose from. But one thing I didn't realize was a lot of them will not allow modified vehicles because, I don't know, they're really picky about it. And they only allow like RV models like 2005 and newer, which... That was kind of a bummer because we didn't realize that until we were already down there and they like shoot us away. (laughs) They're like, no modified vehicles. You cannot park here. So we were like, okay, cool. So after six days of driving down here, camping every night, we have to last minute try to figure out where we're going to park the bus now that we're here because I was about to start my job at the airport down there. So we ended up finding uh, the Pima County Fairgrounds, which uh, it was kind of affordable. I think it was like $150 for an entire week, but there was a catch. Uh, They didn't allow you to be there during events, and we had just gotten there during like the busy peak season because Arizona does more events in their winter season because it's not so hot. And since they don't allow you when there's events going on to be there, we had to find a new place. Like, But then we could come back, they said. And that just 
that's not gonna that'd be way too stressful to deal with especially since I was gonna be working but that was actually really close to the airport now that I look back so that was kind of convenient for my first week and it was also really cool the Pima County Fairgrounds they have like a lot of beautiful grounds that you can walk on and we had our dogs with us so we were able to you know experience the night sky in Tucson and I love the Arizona sunsets they're so beautiful and we were able to walk the dogs and they also had a dog park where they had like all the RVs and stuff so that was kind of nice and they had shower houses which is an added bonus we had a shower but if we were ever running low on water and we didn't feel like filling it up we could have you know went to their shower house but uh so that wasn't going to work out for us because we needed something with a little bit more stability so we went to Craigslist, which probably a little bit crazy looking back because there's a lot of crazies out in the world. And uh, but I feel like we're pretty intuitive. And if somebody's got a weird vibe, like we'll probably like figure that out almost immediately. So we came in contact with a few different options and we just they it wasn't the right fit. And or like they wouldn't allow like our dogs or something. And then we found one and it seemed almost too good to be true because the price was like it was like two hundred dollars for an entire month or something like that. We're like, wait, what? And they were like looking for modified vehicles or tiny homes or like people that were interested in, you know, a sustainable living and had solar and were like a little bit more off-grid so we were like oh heck yeah this sounds like almost too good to be true so we came in contact with I'll I'll call them Denise and Benny because I'm pretty sure it was Benny who had posted it on Craigslist that's not their their real names by the way I'm just I'm not gonna disclose their names because I don't know if they would be okay with that but whatever so we came in contact and uh, we like sent photos back and forth because they just want to make sure that we weren't creepers or crazies either. So we like sent photos of our dogs and then of us and um, they were like, okay, yeah, like we'd be interested in having a meeting with you guys and we can kind of like fill each other out and see if it would be a right fit. So <laughs> we <laughs> set out and it was a little bit of a journey getting there. I think it was like an hour away from where we were at and we were on the eastern side of Tucson and we had to go like way clear on the other side past the city and we like turn on this dirt road and it's so bumpy and like it's just straight desert all around us. Puny little mesquite trees and uh, different like water flow. Uh, I forget what it's like such a common name but you could just see like where like all the water would come in during like the floods of the monsoons and stuff and we go down this like dirt road for a while and I'm just looking at Trevor like whoa okay I wonder if the bus will even be able to make it (laughs) and um we see a sign and we're like wait a second where are we and we just see like it's the sign for the community and I guess that's that's the tea I'm about to spill is 
Trevor and I lived in a community for the entire year that we lived in Tucson. And I'm going to be sharing all about it. (laughs) So we meet up with Denise and Benny. Well, oh yeah, Benny wasn't there actually. He was working. It was Denise and I'm going to call the other guy Timon. (laughs) And so we meet up with them. And they kind of show us like the land and like all these different things. We're like, okay, cool. Like this was where we would be like parked at. And then we go further in and we see this like big dome with shade cloth, aluminum shade cloth all around it. And it's like one of those big like dome jungle gym things that you would climb all over when you were in like recess in school and stuff. And we're like, what is this? And they're like, this is a yoga dome. And we're like, a yoga dome, what? And then uh, there was a a teepee and that was like the meditation teepee. And uh, there's the bhakti. And that was where like, there was like a community kitchen for anybody that like needed more space with like a refrigerator or if they were out of propane or something, they could go use the community kitchen. We're like, what in the heck, where in the world are we? So we met with them and they're just kind of filling us out and they're like, do you guys like actually have jobs or are you guys like just like a bunch of bums? And we're like, we're not bums. It was super interesting. But anyways, we drove around there and kind of explored a little bit and we see like all these people and they're like doing, they have RVs and there's tiny homes and there's, um, rammed earth buildings and we're just like this is seriously so cool like I don't know how we stumbled across this but like we're super interested in like learning more about this place and like the people that live here and like I mean you we had not seen people living like that alternative lifestyle up until that point the only time we would see it would be like on the internet or on a tv show or something like that And we got back in the car and we started like leaving and going back into town. And I just looked at Trevor and I was like, we have to at least just like give it a shot because what an experience, right? He was like on board too. I wish he was here to be able to like talk to me because I think it'd be funny to hear his perspective on it. But I was really kind of inspired because... I don't know, they were all like living the way that I kind of wanted to try and live, you know, with like a more sustainable and, um, you know, just a lighter footprint, uh, lighter carbon footprint is what I'm trying to say, like a less wasteful life. So we went for it. We're like worst case scenario if this ends up being like weird or if we get bad vibes, we can just like drive our bus away that's the beauty of you know building a tiny house on a motor vehicle or like having that type of situation it's so easy to get away if you ever needed to but um one thing that Denise made very clear was like you do not need to be a part of the community like don't feel like you have to like go to the events or anything like that like you totally can but you don't have to like I know that you're here to just like rent a spot on my land and we're like cool cool sounds good (laughs) but um so we 
packed up everything at the bus and we ended up moving there. And I think we, I think it was like the first week of October that, I mean, that would make sense because we left in September for Tucson. So yeah. And we paid for our first month of rent and we went to our spot that we were only at for a night and we needed a little bit more power because we were doing dual grid and I mean like we're still we are getting like our solar and everything hooked up and seeing how much we needed to like charge our batteries to and just like navigating that whole situation because really we that was like our first time like you know living in the bus full time and uh so we actually then had to move to a different spot and which was only $50 more a month. Seriously insane. It was awesome. And so we got everything set up and I don't know, the first little bit of time looking back was really awesome because like we ended up going to a bonfire one night and got to meet some people and it's just nice like when you're like moving away from your friends and family uh, to like kind of come into an area where like everybody's like kind of friendly with each other and they're really like open and accepting of you know all walks of life and so it was kind of fun to like meet everybody and kind of experience that first like little bonfire thing uh one of my favorite memories like looking back at that time was just the weather because it was still quite hot in October but as soon as the sun would go down it just like cool down to like a beautiful like 60 degrees. Tucson is an observatory city which basically means there's not a lot of city lights and um, because you need to be able to like see all the stars in the sky and when I say like you can see stars for like miles And it is so cool. You can see constellations like perfectly. You can see the satellites moving and you can see shooting stars. It's just, it's so incredible. Like just looking up at the night sky in Tucson. I feel like every single person needs to experience what that's like. And then, um, I had mentioned it a little bit before, but um, one of my favorite things about Arizona in particular is the sunset because in case anybody doesn't know, when you see like a lot of color up in the, like in the sky when the sun's setting, like all the reds and magentas and like those really spectacular colors, it actually means that there's a lot of carbon in the air. And so it's kind of actually like, not that great of a thing but it's it is beautiful to the eye I mean if you think about it sun sets in the west and west of Tucson is like San Diego Los Los Angeles and Las Vegas and stuff so there's a lot of carbon in the air um and so that just makes the sunsets in Arizona absolutely spectacular and they're like multicolored and it's just so special So those are like some of my favorite memories looking back. I also loved that I could wear my sundresses during the day when the sun was out and then I'd like cozy up in my sweaters and yoga pants 
at night because it was like the perfect balance of like summer during the day, fall, winter at night. I would like to go more in depth about kind of the um, more community aspects of everything since that's kind of like the big reveal of this podcast is the fact that we did that. And what was interesting about that was there was like, it was one huge community, but then it had like different people owned like several acres of land and they like created their own like little spot uh, or like separate little community amongst the larger community. And so there was one um, like that and they had like the junkyard, they called it the boneyard and they all had like a huge recycling center and they had like different bins like paper here, cardboard here, aluminum there, glass there. So it was like very organized system, which was really cool because that kind of taught me more about recycling because I mean, up until that point, I didn't really like put too much thought into recycling. I just kind of like threw it in the recycling bin and then, you know, put on the curb and then they take it away magically and um so we would have to like sort all that all that stuff out and break it down clean everything out really good so that was really cool and then there was uh another one and they had uh the whole like composting system and like they called it humanure so that's actually where we I never did it I'm not gonna take credit because that was all Trevor. So Trevor, while you're listening to this, I just want to let you know, I really appreciate you being the one that, um, handled our, our poop, <laughs> like just being frank. <laughs> um, and he would go and like clean out our composting toilet and then go take it to the humanure <laughs> and all that stuff, which was like far away from where we were. And, uh, then on uh, Denise's land, she was kind of starting to get things going. She had just like purchased the land and she had a business up and up and running. So she wasn't there like a ton. So uh, me and Trevor kind of like we were living there for so cheap that and Trevor hadn't had a job yet. So he helped kind of get rid of um, some of the undesirable cactus down in the Sonoran is like a choya. Sometimes they um, will eject their little spike balls and it's really painful and it's actually really hard to get like the the little spike balls to like get off of you because they like move. It's horrible actually. They're so sharp. It's like the sharpest cactus I swear. And uh, so he kind of helped knock down some of the wild choya that was on her land because she didn't really want that there and you know it's it's not the best when you're like trying to plant other things around it because I mean those little spike balls they just get everywhere it's a very like littering plant and then like those little spike balls like anybody that has handled cactus before should know how easy they are to like root (laughs) Like you can like cut a cactus, let it dry out and callus over, put a little bit of soil and water and it'll like start growing roots off of where you cut it. 
and that's how those little spike balls are. So then, I mean, after, if you let it go, like you'd get like, from one Choya cactus, you could get like 50 <laughs> baby Choya cactus. So it's a very like, um, vigorous grower down there. And, uh, so we went ahead and Trevor like knocked all that down and I actually have a really funny story about that. So I don't know why he did this, but he had, um, what is that called? I always have like huge brain fart moments. He was like hatching the big choy. I was as tall as he was, the main stem of it. And for some reason, he was not wearing protective like gear. It was super hot. So I understand that. But he kicked it and the entire branch fell on his lower leg. Like he had little cactus spike balls like all over his his self like and they had embedded in his skin oh my gosh I helped him like with tweezers trying to get every little spine out of it was like all over his knee uh and down to his ankle like completely covered in spikes so that was interesting (laughs) and uh anyway so we kind of helped with like cleaning up the land uh getting rid of any like dead debris any trash that had like blown over to it because people are just so wasteful they just throw their trash out the window and somehow it would end up on denise's land i don't know how but (laughs) it collected stuff uh tucson's super windy so i mean you throw something from a mile away and it'll end up you know in a ditch (laughs) or like a groove of the land and it'll be there for who knows how long (laughs) so we kind of helped with that he also helped build a uh, veggie compost area which that was super cool Uh, I had never composted up to that point with like veggie scraps and stuff and we bought uh, some worms to kind of help get it going uh, because we were trying to be as mindful as possible when it came to our waste. Uh, That was a huge learning curve because I felt like everybody down there was already like so advanced with, you know, not accumulating a lot of trash whenever they went to the grocery store or whatever. So we had to do like a lot of unlearning from the way we grew up and kind of try to find like the the things at the store that you could either recycle or compost and like if I guess I just didn't want to um produce a bunch of trash because I was already kind of embarrassed honestly with how much trash we were already producing like compared to everybody else like we were we I don't know I just felt like we were like super wasteful and I didn't like that even though we were like better than we had ever been up at that point <laughs> So we tried to find stuff that we could then turn into soil because, I mean, if you can regenerate something, why not try to, you know? So he had that and composting is just so cool. And like worms are, we don't give enough credit where it's due. Worms do so good for like soil and growing veggies and stuff. How fast they can break down like a pile of like veggie and cuttings and yard waste and stuff is it's absolutely insane they're like 
little magicians and then they reproduce so fast too but they like all stay in the little compost pile so you never even really realize they're there except for when you're like shoveling and shaking up the compost to kind of help get things going or like if they've gotten like one area really broken down but another area needs more of their focus you kind of help kind of move that around so uh, they can get to the new stuff that you're adding on top and stuff anyways so we did that well another thing that was really cool that we had never done before was so Denise had gotten a shed and she purchased a washing machine and so we were doing the washing machine we were using like Dr. Bronner soap and seventh generation like compostable liquid detergent and stuff and then we air dried and hung up on all of our clothes on the line and that was interesting I definitely think clothes dry so much faster when they're being um, hung up outside I, I, I don't understand like why humans ever kind of went away from that drying method because stuff dries like just insanely fast and maybe it was because it was so dry <laughs> in Arizona but you put it out on the line and then like 10 minutes you could go get it it felt like it was like already dry <laughs> by that time that was cool another thing that's really awesome about Arizona is it actually has two growing seasons so we were able to get our hands sturdy in some soil. Uh, I'm not the best gardener, if I'm being honest. Uh, I can kind of get a little bit lazy about fertilizing and watering. (laughs) And if you skip a day and you have like little starts uh, of lettuce and kale and stuff, you need to water it every day. Otherwise, they're going to die with the Arizona sun. But yeah, it was all really interesting. We also got kind of introduced into some different ancient philosophies and a bunch of different religions. We kind of got interested in like learning more about like Buddhism and Hinduism and um, different like philosophies like the Tao and uh, Bhagavad Gita. Did I say that right? I don't know. But um, we like learned more about that stuff. We also kind of, Trevor started reading more about like the Bible and like reading the stories of the Bible. That was really cool. I don't know. There's something about that land that just kind of, I don't know. It's almost like you are more in tuned with your higher self. It feels like really spiritual and very like sacred. So we kind of had spiritual awakenings there. We also kind of got more into meditation and yoga and moving our body and, you know, just the importance of um, getting the mind healthy. Uh, Really, if the mind's not healthy, then you're really kind of dooming yourself in a way. You need to have like that time with yourself every day. Usually at the start is probably best where you can just kind of decompress and like not think about things. It was also like our first time living out in the country. We we grew up in the city, so used to hearing like people driving by and cars honking and living in an apartment before that, you can hear like your neighbor and I don't know. It 
was kind of cool being able to only hear like the sounds of the scenery outside like the coyotes howling at night you can hear like the desert toads like making their like (laughs) I can't do it I can't I just tried to make a frog noise (laughs) um a toad noise actually Melanie um but it you can just hear all of those things that you can't really hear in the city and that was really special looking back I do have um a regret that I just want to mention and I wish that I would have put myself out there even more um and got to know people on an even deeper level I was kind of dealing with uh, how can I say this I was definitely dealing with depression I think looking back um and I have like lots of social anxiety so I don't really put myself out there a lot uh something really like traumatic happened to me right before we had started the bus conversion and I think I was kind of still dealing with some of those emotions and um, negative feelings and negative thoughts but I don't think I would have gotten past it and be where I am today if we wouldn't have gone down to Arizona and kind of went away from you know, all our friends and family that we were like close to and stuff. Yeah. So it it kind of felt isolating at times because I do have social anxiety, but I really wish I would have gotten to know uh, some of the people there even more because there was a lot of artists and like, I felt like they were like almost like spiritual teachers in a way. Um, Or they were like just really attuned with the body. Uh, There was, I had one we had one person that we both had gotten pretty close to that we honestly probably looking back we were like the closest with her and um she was into like acupuncture and um like she did tuning forks and that was really interesting because I mean most people that are listening this probably don't even know what tuning forks are because I didn't but um it's basically like almost on the same sort of spectrum as like Reiki and like other energy work and stuff. So like, I don't know, it's just cool like being able to like be around people that did that and had so much knowledge behind it because you can like ask questions and I don't know, kind of if you're open enough, like explore that type of thing. And I really think that that's one thing Western medicine is lacking in is uh using the body to move energy and how important it actually is if you have like stagnant energy in like a certain part of your body how detrimental that can be to your overall well-being but anyways kind of veering off topic there but um there's just like so many people that did things like that and um i think there was even like a girl and she was like relatively big on Instagram and that it would have been cool if I would have like got to know her a little bit more and kind of like asked her some questions about like how she had gotten to where she was on her like social media presence and stuff like that but yeah and then even Denise herself like she had um 
she had goals in mind and she was like trying to find her dharma and I really think that she has found it like she's exactly where she wanted to be like a year ago from now and I just think that was really inspiring and she had built a microgreen business which I had never had microgreens up until living in Tucson and they were uh, Denise's microgreens that she had grown and like I didn't realize the health benefits and stuff to those little tiny like little sprouts and um, she built that business and she was able to sell it and then you know now she's exactly where she wanted to be I mean it's not my story to tell but I don't know it's very inspiring to be around people that like were go-getters and like entrepreneurs and I don't know they had a lot of knowledge that could have been to share and I wish I would have asked more questions (laughs) but um we did get to kind of learn like more in depth about growing sprouts and working with different soil amendments and learning about solar power and composting and just so many cool things that humans are kind of veering away from. And I wish that we would be veering more towards it because when you're working like so in, in peace and, you know, being beneficial to the land that we walk on and we live on, I don't know, it just kind of changes your perspective on life. And looking back, that's kind of one of the biggest lessons I've, I learned was like just to be hyper-present and to be truly grateful for the ground you walk on because without it, you'd have nothing, you know? Like, who knows what is going to happen in the next 20 years the reason why we decided to move away from Arizona is it just, it was so hot. It was, there was not enough monsoons, um, during the year of 2020. So water was kind of scary, you know, it was so sparse and like, they're like taking from aquifers that take from like the Colorado river. So, I mean, at the end of the day, as like conscious as we were trying to be with our carbon footprint, like the water we were drinking and using to water the garden and using to like wash our clothes and all that stuff like as much as we like would use it and like use the gray water to water things you're still like taking from a precious resource that really doesn't have a lot of water left in it and you know that's not sustainable like if there's no rainfall then you can't live there without water there's no life. So I don't know. That's why we decided to move back to um, where we're from. And then also we decided that we were ready to start a family during that time. Let me try to think if there was any more that I could talk about with like being in the community. Um, Trevor, he actually went to, um, I don't know what they call it. It was like a they did like sauna Saturdays. So they had this big sauna that they had built with like the earth's clay and everything. And they would like play like a bunch of different instruments and like have flutes and stuff going and it would echo off the walls. He said that was like a really cool experience to be a part of. 
I never did it because too much social anxiety for me, but I wish I would have looking back uh, because the sauna is just such a healing thing itself, like that dry heat. Uh, so that was kind of cool. What else do they do? Sometimes they would host, like if people had like extra campers and stuff, they would host people through like Airbnb or people who were like traveling through and we got to meet this one girl and she was from Europe. She was so cool. And she was talking about like her experience and she had just came from like the Amazon and traveled through Mexico to Tucson. And she was just talking about like being in the Amazon rainforest at night, all the different noises. And I don't know, she had some really interesting and cool stories to tell. We had a few more of those like bonfire nights and just like I don't know it was really special like I said with like it being an observatory city being around a campfire and looking up at the Tucson night sky is literally like next level amazing and I really hope that every single person that listens to this can experience that it it makes you feel like so insignificant in the grand scheme of things like we're just these tiny little specks on a tiny little planet in the this vast vast universe and when you can see the stars like that in the sky it's insane like it's technicolor like truly uh being there you can like see that each star almost has like a different color like around it and I don't know I just I I'm like geeking out over the stars but if you got to see what I've seen, you would feel the same way. But yeah, uh, I guess I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. Thanks for hanging out with me and letting me tell some of the stories of, you know, my perspective living in a community in the middle of the Snorn. <laughs> I hope that you have a great rest of your day or night and I wish you all the love and happiness that your heart desires. And uh, we'll see you in the next one. Hopefully Trevor will be a part of it.